everyone. Welcome back to the Life with Leva podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and I'm here today with my friend, Kirsty. Uh, we actually went to high school together, but we didn't really start talking or become friends until uh, after she graduated. We added each other on Facebook. <laughs> um, right now, Kirsty runs her own shop out of her house called Hall's Craft Shack. Uh, she makes these really beautiful personalized books, greets, uh, mums, because, you know, in Texas we do homecoming. Uh, Kirsty, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your shop? Um, yes, I do all of these things from home. I just really like to create things and make things, and I feel like it's very therapeutic and helps soothe a lot of my emotional problems. Um, when times get rough and also it just is a lot of fun for me so oh yeah absolutely um so Christy and I we both suffer from anxiety uh, my anxiety is is uh mostly like socially based but I do think I have a touch of general anxiety as well um but today I think we could talk about the way um how having anxiety affects our relationships uh, friendships, romantic relationships, and even our relationships with our parents uh, and our family. Uh, Kirsty, uh, what's what do you think the worst part about having anxiety is? Well, um, I think that the worst part would be just trying to cope and live with it every day. And I guess, you know... Um, the other thing would probably be trying to, um, you know, how do I say, kind of like mixing it in with your daily life and the people that are around you. And I mean, other than that, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a burden. I just think it's something that's a little hard to, to live with sometimes. Yeah, I. it's definitely exhausting, I think. Yes, yes it is. Um. So how would you explain anxiety or, like, having an, an anxiety attack to someone who doesn't experience it on, on, the regular, on a regular basis? It's actually kind of hard to explain to some people because, um, you know, it's so different for everyone. And, you know, everyone kind of mm-hmm. talks about it differently. And people who don't experience it, they some people are very narrow-minded about um, the idea of mental health and some people aren't and um so it's a little hard to explain for anyone but for me personally it's a little um it's a little hard to get through an anxiety attack Mm -hmm. um why do you think it's important for people to understand how it feels um I think it's important for people to understand how it feels because I mean you can run into any stranger or or anyone on um you know, just on the street or anyone that you're in a relationship with or related to, um, because you need to know what kind of situation that you guys are getting into. And if you find Mm -hmm. anyone that's going through an anxiety attack, you need to know, you know, how you might be able to help them. I mean, like I said, every time that something like that happens, it's different for everyone. But um, the main thing is to just know um, how that person is feeling, you know, and I think it's important to be able to talk with them and help them breathe and get through what they're going through. Right. Um, so do you think there's any upsides to having anxiety? Um, I mean, I, I, 
I definitely think that there is. Um, for me personally, like, I don't think that me living with my anxiety is a burden. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it is a little hard and I do wish I didn't have it, but um, other times I am very grateful for it. I feel in a lot of ways. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still very young and I don't go out and do a lot of the things that people my age do, but I feel like it's helped me make a lot of the best choices for myself. And I feel like it's kept me safe from a lot of things. So, Right. I get you. Um, do you self-medicate at all? Um, I guess you could call it that. Um, I, you know, self-medication is such a wide range of things for mm-hmm. anyone. Um, I kind of just self-medicate through, um, you know, meditation and meditating on my religion and spending time with my God, you know, I, I mean, like I said, it's a wide range from, from lots of different things for lots of different people. And I'm not trying to, you know, bring religion into anything cause it's, you know, 2018 and everyone's different, but for me personally, right. for me personally, um, that's just what I like to do when things get a little tough for me. I just kind of spend time talking with my God and I um, meditate on a lot of his things. So, mm-hmm. uh, how does how does your faith kind of like ground you when you're experiencing anxiety? Um, you know, when I'm going through an anxiety attack or going through an overwhelming amount of time, um, I kind of, I like to think about, you know, the um, beautiful things and the um, amount of love and nurture that I get from um, God. And um, those things ground me because I know that um, getting through something that's so hard, like there's something much more beautiful waiting after this time. And only, you know, this time is, you know, right now, you know, it's not going to be forever. And so Mm -hmm. I just really look forward and um, meditate on the more positive things that are to follow after I get through what I'm going through. Right. Um, And it's my understanding that you kind of grew up with a family that didn't really recognize religion. What was that like? Kind of like, you know, discovering religion as you got older. Well, yeah. um, You know, my mother always told me, you know, that there was no, there was no, you know, heaven, there was no God, you know, we were just here. And she really, I don't think she really believed in anything. So Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up believing in anything. Um, I mean, I always wondered, you know, and then shortly after um, I got married, you know, my husband's a Christian. And so he started, you know, teaching me and, um, and all of, you know, all those things. And I just feel like, um, I feel like it's, you know, helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you think your experience is different from someone who grew up with religion and then later on in life, you know, they decided they were agnostic or atheist or, you know, something else? I, I honestly could not, I don't know how I could answer that because it's just such a different experience for everyone, you know, 
mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know if it would it be the same or not, honestly. Right. I know for me, yeah. <laughs> I just know for me that it was a drastic change, and I felt like my life had been, after, you know, I found my God, you know, I felt like my life and everything on my chest had just been lifted, and I feel so much lighter, and, and a lot of, um, like, a lot more positivity has, has entered my life, and, you know, it's still a struggle, but um, I think mm-hmm. it, it helps a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think everybody has to have something to ground them, oh, yeah. whether it be, whether it be, you know, religion or um, something else, you know, I know a lot of people use creative outlets to kind of help them. And I mean, you, you utilize that as oh, well, yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, it's definitely good to kind of connect with you, like connect with yourself and then, you know, some, somebody else. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, and I, you know, everyone is just so different when it comes to mm-hmm. finding ways to cope with their mental illnesses and anxiety and all, all that stuff. And, um, you know, I don't care what you, you know, believe in or anything. I just feel like it's so important for you to be able to grasp onto something when the going gets tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any special techniques to pull you out? Of a panic attack? I do, actually. Um, I do. So kind of when I'm going through an anxiety attack, I just kind of, you know, the most important thing you have to remember is just to breathe, you know. And, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to come out of that, um, like I said, I just breathe and and I just kind of, I focus on what's to come afterward. And one thing I really like to do is um, count at least five different things under the five different uh, senses. So I like to look around and um, find, you know, five things I can taste, five things that I could feel or touch, five things that, you know, I can see and smell and all those different things. And you do it very slowly and um, you just kind of, kind of grasp onto what's around you for a second, you know? And then Mm -hmm. after that, um, I mean, you can do it as long, I mean, as many, as, as many times as you need, but I kind of just do five of each and, um, you know, after that, I just kind of, it helps me breathe a little easier and helps me focus on different things and my problem at hand. Right. Yeah. I think it can kind of distract you for a minute. Oh, almost. absolutely. Until you can, you know, make you realize it's not as bad, yeah, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's just what um, I've kind of learned to do. I mean, it's different for everyone, but I think that that's a technique that people could definitely use and practice on and all that oh yeah especially for um there's a lot of people with anxiety that experience um depersonalization and dissociation mm-hmm. um and I'm not sure if you've heard that term before uh-huh. but it's yeah it's it's some it's so crazy when you when you experience it and that's one of the things that I kind of dealt with in the last two years mm-hmm. And it definitely makes it a lot easier to just kind of look around and say, like, everything's real. Everything's fine. I'm not going to die right now. I, yeah, <laughs> you know? I definitely have heard of people um, doing that, using that, you know, their their minds using that mm-hmm. to cope. And I've never experienced that. Um, but I think it could be a, a great way to bring yourself back to, to the calm state of mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so what normally triggers your, your panic attacks? Is it anything specific? Um, actually, it's probably a wide range of things. Um, mostly, yeah. <laughs> mostly it's, um, you know, being in big crowds or a lot of noise all at once. Um, mm-hmm. I think silence and solitude is something that I hold very high um, in my life. And, you know, like, I hate going to shopping malls. Like, that's my least favorite thing is having to walk through a shopping mall because there's just so much going on around you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I can definitely sympathize. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the next probably bigger thing, the next big thing would be um, meeting new people. Um, I'm so grateful, Mm -hmm. though, for my husband because he likes to um, step in for me when people reach their hand out and ask for my name and you know, I think one of the hardest words to say is my own name. Like that just is hard for me, you know? And so he steps in a lot and helps me out and introducing myself. And I know that sounds silly, but it's super, super helpful. And that's probably the second biggest thing that kind of sends me into a panic mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I love when, when your partner or even like, you know, your friends kind of get it and they're like, all right, yeah, <laughs> you know, let, let me take over for a second. Yes, it's, 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 it's an awesome it's feeling. It's so helpful. And it's so good to be surrounded by people who, um, who know and understand what you're going through. And that's why I also think it's very important for close friends and family to, um, mm-hmm. understand how it feels, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have any particular habits when you're anxious? Cause I know I bite the crap out of my nails. I, you know, <laughs> I do that. I also, um, this sounds probably really weird, but I also pick at my fingertips. Does that make sense? Like I use my nails. Oh yes. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'll just, I'll just do it, you know, kind of at my side or whatever. And, you know, my husband will just kind of, he'll have to grab my hand and hold my hand or, you know. Um, especially a lot of my thinking happens late at night. I have insomnia and so I stay up late all the time and my husband actually loves to go to sleep early. And so we're very different in that um, area. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and at night I'll just do it. So I'll just pick so much and, um, he'll just kind of, he makes me put my hands kind of flat on his back and every time I move them, he's like, no, 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 you know? So he's very helpful and trying to, to stop that's so sweet (laughs) I mean there's just lots of different ways but um my my fingers hurt all the time like to even pick things up sometimes it just is aching so he really tries to help um other things I always make sure always 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 make sure I carry band-aids in my purse and my backpack or any anytime Mm -hmm. in my car because I just never know so that's always helpful too yeah, I uh, I bite at my lips as well and, like, chew on the inside of my mouth. And it gets so bad sometimes. I, I'll end up, like, bleeding and I'll have scabs and it it sucks. Yes, <laughs> I actually used to do that when I was a lot younger. And I'm not sure how I got out of that. It just kind of stopped one day. I mean, I'm not complaining, but, yeah, I totally get you. Because yeah. I mean, even trying to eat after that is really painful. Yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, does your anxiety ever manifest physically, like it, like in an upset stomach or headaches, stuff like that? Um, I do get headaches quite frequently. Um, other days, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, on days when I just feel like, um, 
it's even hard to just deal with the day or, you know, to get out of bed. I just kind of, my, I, you know, I, I feel sick and I feel nauseous and I will spend like the whole day in bed. And so I guess you can say, you know, like my stomach aches sometimes and I get, I do get migraines and all that. But other than that, I'd say that's probably about, about it, how it all affects my physical being. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I do work a desk job, so that might contribute a little bit to it, but I, I have migraines like 24 oh, seven and I, I have to have like migraine medicine on me oh, at yes. all times. And, um, I've always kind of struggled with the nausea, but even like in the last month, it's gotten a million times worse and I have no idea why. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's probably because of the anxiety. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. Um, I totally probably my, feel that. Yeah. Um, but probably my least favorite part about it is my heart racing. Yeah. Like, that's my least favorite thing in the whole world. See, I only... Um, I, I feel that, um, but I only really notice my heart racing when I'm going through an anxiety, uh, like an, a severe anxiety attack or whatever. Um, yeah. So I do, I understand that one completely. Yeah. No, sometimes I'll just be at my desk and it's like, oh my God, my, my heart, <laughs> what's happening? At that point, you, you know? just need to walk outside and take a few big old breaths of fresh air. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so what do you, do you have like a, the worst panic attack of your life story? Yes, I do. Kind of. Yes, I do. Um, this was probably my first panic attack actually. Um, I feel like I've mm-hmm. always dealt with anxiety and you know but I feel like you know um I feel like after you know but I feel like when I was younger you know you had school you were attending and you had you know all these different things going on around you and you were younger and you know you just have more you just have more to deal with and so I feel like I've always Mm -hmm. had anxiety but I've always had other things around me to kind of help me and distract me a little bit you know um Right. So as I got older, though, my senior year of high school, um, I didn't have connection to really any, both of my parents. Um, and my, the activities around me and surrounding my life kind of um, went away. So I had a lot less going on, you know. So I felt like my anxiety was mm-hmm. taking over me quite a, quite a lot more than it used to. Um so mm-hmm. I was actually working in a fast food restaurant, um, so, and I was actually probably my first week, and I really didn't get a whole lot of training before um, they had thrown me onto the drive through line, and I mm-hmm. mean, something so simple, but um, so I was, you know, it was a great, and it was a Friday night, so it was relatively, yeah, Oof. relatively busy, so um, yeah. <laughs> so I remember like, you know, having my headset on and talking to people and trying to figure out how to work this touchscreen thing. And I'm not that good with, you know, the new technology and all. I live a little bit simpler. Um, so, so I was trying to figure out how to do all of the stuff. And, um, you know, I just, I remember like people around me kind of like, you know, talking to me and I'm a very sensitive person. So even kind of just a little bit of a hey, you need to get a move on. It feels like I'm being screamed at, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So, so I just remember, like, 
you know, I was taking someone's orders and then there's like two buttons you press on, you know, your headset, one to talk to the people at the window or the ordering thing. And then you have your other button that talks to your coworkers and people around you that work with you. And so, um, Mm -hmm. and so I remembered people were just talking and I pressed the button that kind of went through all my coworkers and I was like, I just remember saying, you know, I can't do this. I just can't. And, um, I remember everything just started, it felt, everything just felt so slow. It felt never ending, the feelings and everything around me. And I felt like I just was not going to get out. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was stuck in the loop, you know? And um, I just remember that I felt so flushed and I felt like I needed to pass out and it was so hot. And I remember, you know, sweating and I remember crying and my chest hurt so bad and I just couldn't you know, I couldn't wrap my mind around, you know, everything that was going on. And so I just kind of took my Mm -hmm. headset off and I sat it down and I walked, you know, what felt for miles just to the office that was around the corner. And I just sat on the ground and I just took my hair down and I put my hands on my, on my face and I just cried. And I just felt like, you know, I really felt like it wasn't ending, you know, and I actually Mm -hmm. went home early that day and that was, you know, I don't think that I can explain it truly without re-experiencing how it felt. And I just don't want to go into the things that deep. But um, it was yeah. probably one of the worst nights I've ever had. It was so hard to get through. And um, so that's when I, that's when, you know, that year of my life, that's when things got really, really hard for me. And mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, a year or two later, my life is looking just a little bit more up and I'm learning to cope and deal with things a lot easier. So it's still a daily struggle, Mm -hmm. but that's probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with. It's probably the worst anxiety attack, um, which was my first. So it's probably going to be the worst because I didn't really know how to deal with things at the time. So, Right. Yeah, I definitely think it gets easier just because you know you yourself as a person experiences it and you you learn how to deal with it yeah, yourself in your own ways so uh, yeah, yes I exactly totally agree with that mhm um so at this point in time what is your relationship with your with your body like and like how would you describe uh your mental state right now my mental state i probably have a little bit um mixed emotions on or you know how I feel about what my mental state state is right now um Mm -hmm. I honestly want to say that I am probably at the healthiest mental state I've ever been um that's good (laughs) It, it is you know I mean you know obviously all of my problems aren't exactly gone but um I'd like to think that I'm probably at the happiest and healthiest I've ever been Mm -hmm. um another thing Oh, you did say the relationship with my body as well. Um, I guess, yeah, I feel like um, my body and my mind are both kind of blooming in ways that um, wouldn't have if I hadn't, you know, moved on with my life and found my husband and found my religion and all these things. So I feel like my relationship with my body and my state of my body is probably very positive at the moment. Which is, yeah, That's which good. is really good. So, <laughs> yeah, I think everything's relatively good for now. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I do think that as we go on, it gets a little bit easier, mm-hmm. maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, some days you're going to think that there's no moving forward, you know, but there's always tomorrow. Oh, yeah. There's always 10 minutes from now, you know, like mm-hmm. time moves, whether you feel like it will or won't. You just have to remember those things. Oh, yeah. Um, so how has your anxiety affected previous um, romantic relationships? Um, I'd say previous romantic relationships. I feel like I have been very distant. Like I actually wasn't able, was never able to fully unfold who I was. And, um, you know, I, you know, like, okay, for example, you know, I just feel like I don't have a good relationship with my parents very well. Um, so I feel like I've had to strive to be everything that, you know, they weren't, you know, so I felt like I was trying so hard to overdo myself to get validation from others. And, you know, um, I was always so worried and scared that people just weren't going to love me because my parents weren't around, you know. So I feel like right. um, I was never really too just it was never able to unfold and really be who I was. So um, I will say that's probably held me back a lot in my past relationships. Mm-hmm. That you just weren't comfortable, yeah, yeah. really. I felt like I've mm-hmm. been—I was living a big lie. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt yeah. like I wasn't really, um, truly allowed to be myself. And I really was, and it really was just myself making me feel this way. And then, you know, it had nothing to do with my past relationships, and had nothing to do with who those people were or how they treated me. I just. Um, it was just myself making me feel that way. And I'm glad that I can look back now and notice all these things and learn about, you know, how these things affected me and like, I'm able to move forward now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what anxiety does. You know, it, it just, it tricks you. It really does. You know, tricks you into thinking you're in, you're in a life threatening situation or, um, you know, that, it just shoves all these doubts in yes. your head and it, it sucks. Yes, and you <laughs> definitely are always striving to be so much more than what you actually are. And that's what's even most, um, sorry, more exhausting than just having anxiety itself. I feel like it's always, you're always working to cope with your anxiety and you're always working to battle your anxiety, whether, you know, outdoing it or, you know, trying to keep it under control. You know, I just feel like it's always a constant battle. Mm-hmm. Um, has, has your anxiety ever affected friendships before? Um, I want to say yes, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a friend and I've had lots of, lots of, um, on and off relationships with her. And, um, unfortunately, you know, I only have myself to blame. So, um, but I feel like there was a lot of miscommunications and a lot of times where she didn't understand and, you know, I didn't understand why she couldn't understand. So there was a lot of arguing and fighting and getting mad. Luckily today we are still communicating and she understands me a little better, but I definitely Mm -hmm. will say that um, it has impacted some friendships. Right. And and I think it always will. And I think sometimes that, Friendships and um, even romantic relationships sometimes have to go through that process of not understanding each other. And 
in order to understand each other later on you know yes. it's like you're gonna hit that milestone eventually where where you know one person isn't gonna understand the other um and it, it's gonna happen eventually oh yeah it's it's hard but it is very worth it to fight for those people mm-hmm. to stay in your life you know because especially with someone who um goes through so much it's just so it's such a blessing really to fight for those people and for them to kind of go in the long run and you have that support in your life you know Mm -hmm. so it's important to just Um, not kind of give up on them oh yeah definitely um has anyone ever walked out on you because of your anxiety um thankfully no um but I have walked out on people because of it so Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the bridges that have been burned have been because of me um, in all honesty um, in this last year I've been um, working on you know how to how to deal with these things and I think about all those times that I've hurt people if I was ever you know toxic in anyone's life which you know now I do realize and looking back and I was and you know but I've actually reached out and rekindled a lot of friendships, which I'm very thankful for. And that was very hard for me to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm very... Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) I'm happy that I did. You know, I've never had anyone really walk out on me. I've just always been the one to walk out. And whether it was because Mm -hmm. I was just tired of pretending or just scared all the time and didn't feel... I felt like... I honestly felt like I was a burden on so many people's lives, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why I just kind of disconnected from everyone, you know. Right. Yeah. Like I said before, that's, you know, that's what anxiety does. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately. So I've actually rekindled Um, a lot of friendships and for that, I am super, super proud of myself and super grateful that those people have, you know, they understand and that, you know. I've been able to yeah. rekindle and it just feels good to have more people in my life again. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And yeah, that's, I it must have taken a lot of courage to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, after you say those first few words or even if it's through a message, you feel like you just pass out and you feel like it's too much to deal with, but I'm yeah. just so, so thankful that, yeah, I actually got through all those and, have these people in my life again because they're such they're much more of a blessing than what I thought they'd be at the time Mm -hmm. um so how does your anxiety affect your current relationship with your husband I know you're saying that he's like super helpful but is it there any time where it's kind of negative Um, I guess I wouldn't say negative I do I really really do I can look at him and I can see sometimes that Um, I put a lot of pressure on him and that like I can look at him and I can tell when he's tired or I can tell when he's frustrated and he has every right to be, you know, like he, Mm -hmm. you know, he loves me, but he didn't, no one asks for it. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. (laughs) No one asked for, for, you know, having to take care of someone and, you know, even though he does um, lovingly and openly. I'm very thankful for that, but I can definitely tell when um, he's tired and and I can tell when he's getting frustrated and stuff. And that's probably the only the only time that I'd say negatively it affects my relationship. Um, other than that, though, he's super mm-hmm. supportive and 
he gets over it very fast after we have, you know, brief conversations about it and we get back to being on the same page and we understand each other a little more after. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think um, people can help their friends and family who suffer from anxiety? Like, do you think there's kind of an all-inclusive way they could help or is it different for everybody? Um, You know, it is very different for everyone. But I do believe that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel like someone in your life is going through anxiety and they have it and it's always a constant battle, like there, no one is going to come out. I hate talking about it, you know, and no one's going to talk. You know, for the longest time, I didn't even really realize. I just thought that's who I was, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And so people with anxiety, they're sometimes often going through it. They're still trying to figure out what's happening with them and, you know, like who they are as a person and you know I just feel like it's important for you to stay calm and stay connected please 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 stay connected with these people because it's hard um yeah and like you know I've walked away from a lot of people and they might walk away from you too um but please always just have open arms when they come back to you because it is a long long road and it's always a constant um a constant battle and I just it's super important to just have an open mind and an open heart for people that are dealing with themselves you know because mm-hmm. you know it's important to be there for someone when they can't be there for themselves you know so mm-hmm. I just would yeah I would just advise everyone to just kind of hang and even when it feels hopeless you know just always have an open mind and consider how that person's feeling mm-hmm Now, um, I know on Facebook, you're pretty open about, um, your father in prison. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that and your relationship with him and how it ties into your anxiety. Um, so how, (laughs) um, so how does him being in prison affect your relationship with him? Um, well, we, I, I honestly will say that we don't really have a father-daughter relationship. It's mainly more of a friend relationship. Um, I didn't meet, mm-hmm. I didn't actually meet my father until I was about 10. Um, he's been in and out of prison my entire life. So after we met, you know, he actually went back to prison, um, still currently in prison. And um, so we haven't really had time to bond like um, a father and a daughter should. Um, I don't think it necessarily um, affects my anxiety. I do think, though, that because he's me every day, he doesn't, doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he's not around for the worst moments and on my, on my, on my gone days, as I call them sometimes. But, um, Mm-hmm. And I and I like to talk to him about all the positive things. And so he really doesn't know too much about what's going on. Um, most, uh, most of the time when he asks. Um, but I think it's actually easier on me because, like I said, you know, I get out of my old habits. And, you know, I, I recently said that um, you definitely tried to shine a little brighter for those um, for that acceptance, you know, and so he mm-hmm. been a doesn't really know me, know me. Does that make sense? Um, 
Yeah. So it's actually, it takes a weight off. I feel like, and, and, you know, like I'm still trying to get over my old habits. So I do kind of it when we're talking and that's something I need to work on, but I don't think it affects my anxiety in a negative way. Um, I feel like it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier to breathe because, you know, my mom, we're not close at all. We don't talk at all. And, um, so the fact that I can at least do a little bit of, you know, shining with him and when I talk to him and, um, it's just nice to have a parent that at least talks to you, you know? So, right. So it's a little hard. I don't, I wouldn't say that it affects me negatively though. Okay. Um, so do you think having anxiety has made you stronger or do you think you feel a little worse for wear? (laughs) Honestly, I feel like anxiety has, has definitely made me stronger as a person and it's definitely opened my eyes and my mind to other people and how they feel. And I'm more aware of myself and how to, um, you know, help myself get through things. And I'm also very more, I'm, I'm, very more aware of other people and I have learned to pay close attention to other people and read other people. Um, I feel like it's made me a lot stronger in that aspect. So I feel like I'm a lot stronger for myself and I'm a lot stronger for those around me who need me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you two more questions and then I think we'll wrap it okay. up. Um, if there was a magic pill that would cure your anxiety, would you take it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> probably not. Absolutely not, actually. Um, I probably would have a mm-hmm. long time ago. But. Right. Is there any reason why? Um, just because I feel like at the time I wasn't, um, I didn't understand really what was going on. And I felt like I was just, you know, I was just not the best person to be around and you know myself and I thought everyone was out to get me you know um so probably back Mm -hmm. then if someone said hey this is anxiety I would have been like okay give me that pill you know what I mean um now now right (laughs) now that I've overcome a lot of things and I'm very grateful for actually all of those um tribulations and all that stuff so probably um definitely not now if I could I probably definitely would not (laughs) okay um, and what advice would you give to your high school self? Oh man, high school self. This, <laughs> oh goodness. High school self. I probably would tell myself, you know, there, you know, it gets better. It gets so much better. You know, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it gets so much better. You know, you may feel like you want to give up now, but you know, you know, you, in a few years from now, you'll be living in the country in a nice little house with someone who loves you very much and you have a dog and all these different things in your life will just add up and it'll just get so much better. And I'd probably tell myself that I am loved. And even though you don't feel it now, you definitely love yourself always. Um, that's probably what I would tell myself, you know, that it definitely gets better Mm -hmm. and that, I do have people and I do have myself and eventually I will um, find my God and he'll be there for me too. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Kirstie, for coming on the podcast with me yeah, and sharing. Thank you. 
Uh, and everybody, make sure you go check out Hall's Craft Shack on Facebook. Yes, please do. Um, she has really great... Yeah. <laughs> They're really awesome, like, uh, gifts or even just, like, buying them for yourself. I really... I need to order some myself. Well, <laughs> you know, at, at any time, um, honestly. Um, I'm actually preparing for a pretty big event here in the town that I live in, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, please, that's awesome. please check it out. It's awesome. I enjoy it. You're helping <laughs> me find very um, therapeutic ways to get through my everyday. So, yes, please check it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I will definitely, I'll leave a link in the uh, podcast description where you can find her Facebook page and go order some cool Thank stuff. Thank you. Um, it's all handmade and very, very amazing. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, and I guess I'll see you guys next time. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>